what has this season been like for me? Like, what can I really pull away from the knowledge that when we're entering into the Thanksgiving season, that we do need to be thankful, that we always need to have a heart of thankfulness towards God for what he's done and being, you know, attentive to look for the blessings and his provision while honoring the difficulty. And this season, although wonderful with the birth of our third daughter, that went relatively well um, until after her birth when I had some health issues, has been, a, it's been wonderful. But in the course of the things after her birth, I, I felt sad again. And I felt a sense of a lot of fear, some discouragement. And so I wanted to apply the aspect of bittersweet with thanksgiving and i started thinking about that word the word bittersweet and the more that i studied it the more that i looked into scriptures the more that i felt that it had a biblical principle not just to the heart of worship but the heart of being a human our whole entire existence is wrapped up in the bitter sweet moments things that are both good and bad things that are tension makers. We live in a place of tension. And as I started thinking about Thanksgiving, it's a time of thankfulness. It's a time that gets a lot of energy. The holidays for adults gets probably more energy than any other time of the year combined. It's where we are really working overtime. If you have young children, it's to make the holidays amazing and it's to outperform other moms. And if it's, you know, you're a single person, it's trying to look like you have it together and you're not being wounded by not having a spouse. And if you're older, it's other things like trying to keep your family together and trying to hold it together for your grandkids or make it nice for different aspects. But we're always working and striving in these holiday seasons. And then when you look at what the season is, it's a time of thankfulness. And then I'm just brought back to being human in a place where we are called to be faithful and thankful, but where we still struggle and holding space for that. I feel like is important because I think that God does. I don't think that God is up there being disappointed in us for having the human struggles of the bittersweet. I think that God is welcoming to us when we are honest about the struggles that we're having. And that's something that I've been learning is that Thanksgiving is not the absence of sorrow or a longing for something that we don't have or something that we wish would be better. Thanksgiving is the posture of our heart that knows our God is good while accepting the things about our life that we wish were different. Accepting the pain, accepting the loss, accepting the things that aren't going the way that we hoped that they would go. And knowing that even in that place, in a place of sorrow, a place of bitter, we have a good God, a God that loves us as we are, and a God that's working on our behalf. It's very, very interesting, this word bittersweet, Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines it as Two things being together at the same time, both the bitter and the sweet. That's essentially the very definition of the word coexist. Uh, coexisting means that two things are existing together at the same time. And really, that is a very close definition to the word tolerate, which, as Merriam-Webster defines, is to allow something to be and to endure in it. But 
our vocabulary is, is very deep and neat, but when you take it to the Hebrew vocabulary, this word bittersweet gets an entirely more poignant meaning. It's rich and it's deep, and the words within the Hebrew vocabulary, they encompass many layers and numbers of words to describe and enhance their definitions. The root meaning in Hebrew for this word bittersweet means bitter, sweet, and yielding. And when you look at what these mean, what these three words together mean, it's, of course, taking the bad, the unpleasant, and the hard in our lives, the sweet, the good, and the joyful times, and anything that would encompass something being sweet. But then yielding. Yielding is also part of bittersweet. And so we have what that means is to surrender, to trust, and a phrase that I like to call having a bent spirit. A bent spirit is one that may be crippled by what it's going through. Maybe it's bent backwards in pain, but it is still surrendered to what it, who it, what it knows about God and who God is in its situation. So these words encompass the human experience. Something that is bittersweet is something that is a place of tension, the good and the bad pulling at the same time. They both want our attention. They both want us to give in. And sometimes we do give in to the negative. We're not happy. We're angry. We're in seasons of, of warring with God. And sometimes we give in to the sweet and we surrender. But regardless, it's not about not struggling, nor is it about always being thankful in the right ways, but it's about that tension and it's about when you have a rubber band and it pulls, eventually it's going to snap back into the center. And we want to be able to get back up and to go back on and to follow God in the right way. Life is bittersweet. Our existence will always combine both the good and the bad elements. This tension helps us to see our need for God, and it helps us to come close to God when we see the need that we have for him. When we can accept that our lives, and therefore our worship, will often involve a measure of sorrow, we can seek to find more fullness in the goodness of our God through faith rather than a need for our circumstances to be different. We want to be people that trust in God's plan more than our own and de depend on his provision instead of our own ability and strength. Both the tension, the bad in our lives, and the good play a part in helping us to become people that know how to surrender. We need both things. It's like that double-edged sword that the Bible talks about. Iron sharpens iron. We need both the bad experiences and the good experiences to turn the knife on. And that, in turn, sharpens us as people and as Christ followers. I also found some scriptures that I feel like model this word bittersweet very well. Two of them are in Psalms, and one of them is in First Chronicles. The first one I'll read is Psalms 95, verses 1 through 6. I like the Amplified Classic version of the Bible because it's very wordy and I like how it kind of gives you more of an emphasis of what it's talking about. So it might be a little bit wordy here. It says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hands are the deep places of the earth. The heights and the strength of the hills are also his. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. 
O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, in reverent praise and supplication. This verse shows us that the hills, the valleys, the deep places are his. The seas are his. The places of both the bitter and sweet are his. They serve a purpose. They were created by our good God. No, he did not create us for bad things, but he uses his sovereign power to allow the bad things to work for good on our behalf. The next one is Psalms 103, verses 1 through 4. Bless, affectionately and gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul. All that is the deepest within me, bless his holy name. Bless, affectionately and gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all of his benefits. He who forgives every one of our iniquities, who heals every one of our diseases, who redeems our life from the pit and corruption, who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. As a human, we have to come from the pit and from corruption in order to be beautified, dignified, and crowned with life. Everything that we go through serves a purpose. And so I want to encourage you that if this is a season where there's some hurt and some heartache and you're struggling, to be encouraged that it's not only okay to struggle, but that you can be in a position of worship regardless of struggling in this season. And that there's a place for both things in every aspect of our life. The last verse is 1 Chronicles 16.34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy and his loving kindness endures forever. This kind of wraps it up that even though we're suffering, our suffering will end, but the goodness and the mercy and the loving kindness of God will endure forever. It does feel like a long time when we're walking through difficult seasons on this earth and in this life, but we can go back and remember. Remembering is a gift. Remembering who God is and how he loves us, and that that is what will go on forever. And when we can refocus onto who God is, we aren't so afraid of our struggle, and we're more able to follow him with a firm, steadfast heart. I hope that this blessed you, and that you can have a wonderful rest of your evening here. Thank you. Thank you.